Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Thank you for having another listen, guys. Just before we get into the show, just want to talk to you about a new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products in lunchrooms, reception desks, and they are in more than 25,000 workplaces in Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the largest direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you want to take a look at this, the link will be below in the description, but guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lane's Podcast. On today's episode, guys, there was a couple of ideas I write in my phone from time to time, you know, just a couple of ideas within the NBA. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I just thought, you know what, some of these ideas and thoughts I had are pretty interesting. So I thought, you know what, let's just do a podcast on that guy. So let's without further ado, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. Thank you for listening, guys. Do appreciate it, as always. Just a couple of ideas and thoughts I'm going to have. This one's probably not going to go for too long, but in saying that, you never know. I do like to go on a bit of a tangent, a bit of a roll there. But just the first couple, you know, thoughts and reactions throughout the weeks of, of the NBA. You know, one of the first ones I want to talk about is Marvin Bagley. Now, the situation he has there in Sacramento, it is very weird. It's very strange. And the the most glaring one to me was there was a little bit of uh, footage, if you guys didn't see it, on Bleacher Report in Bleacher Rumors on the NBA Rumors. There, uh, that it was apparently he was asked to come into the game and come in and get, you know, minutes, right? And he refused to come into the game. Now, I'm not too sure if that's true or not because in the, the day it's just footage. I can't hear what they're saying, but apparently he didn't want to come in. A couple of assistants talked to him, and I don't, I don't know what happened there. But the way I look at it, Luke Walton, for some reason, he has a track record with not getting along with players. Like Buddy Hill doesn't really get along with him. Reports said, you know, Lonzo Ball, that was pretty obvious that he didn't get along with him. You know, I'm not too sure what happens behind the scenes, but there, there, there is something there in the water. And there was a report now that Marvin Bagley's been watched by the Detroit Pistons. And I just think for Marvin Bagley's sake, it's it's, it's the best thing for his career. Demand trade, get out of there. You know, if, if you're not even going to play any minutes, what's the point in playing? You go to a team like Detroit, you will play, you'll probably play guaranteed, get straight away minutes. You might not start, but you'll probably be in the rotation. So I just think, you know, just get 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 him out of there. I think it's best for Sacramento too. Now, you're not going to get a lot of value for him. probably going to get 50 cents on the dollar because at the end of the day, you're not playing him. So teams don't know what he's really like at the moment, and they can't, they're not just going to go based off potential back in the day. I wouldn't be giving a lot if I was Detroit for him. You know, I'd probably give, you know, maybe a... A second rounder and a player, but I wouldn't be given a lot. So for me, I just think just get rid of him. Top, both teams clean break, break it off. And I do hope if he doesn't even go to Detroit, I hope he just gets traded and goes somewhere because I think he is a bit of a talent. I'm not too sure if he will be a talent, but he might be a bust. He has all potential to be a bust, but he has all potential to be a boom guy. So he he he's a player that went second. You know, he went over Luka Doncic and Trey Young. So like that that shows you back in the day like he was a good player and that for certain people wasn't even a reach like that was like yeah that's the right pick to do so he he can definitely be a really good player so I just want to see him go to a place where he can flourish and that's just my little tidbit on Sacramento one of the other ones I want to talk about okay see they actually been winning games this year and for a lot of people I, I thought they were going to be bad I'm not going to lie I think everyone thought they were going to be bad and you look at their roster it's not a good roster but right now they're five and six can they actually win games can they actually be a team. That sniffs in that playing tournament. Short story, short answer for me is no. I don't think that they can. I think that they're just on a roll. But I do want to say their coach. I I, I can't say his name, and it's 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 <laughs> it's a hard name to say. But oh, Mark Dagnol, Dagnol, 
Look, whatever he's doing there, he's doing the right job. And I actually like what they're doing. I know that they're bad and terrible, but you look at it. For me, Lou Dort's a player that's going to be a really, really good player or is a good player already. Shea's already a really good player. I don't mind Darius Basley. I think Josh Giddy's going to be a really nice player. You know, a couple other players. Pokashevsky, he can be whatever. You know, that that's a, that's just, you know, whatever he can be. I don't mind having Derek Favors there. You know, you, you're paying him, but he's the only player for getting paid. But, you know, for me, if they go out and they get a really nice big that can rim run and, and you know, Possibly be you know a Jared Allen type player for them, or maybe a, or maybe a, a a low post dominant player. I think that they can you know catapult and kind of be in the sniff for the playing. Like the ten spot would be reaching, but I just think Sam Presti right now they're they're looking to rebuild and just create as many assets. And I think I wouldn't be shocked if Sam Presti maybe trades some of these players for other assets because I really think that he's probably not going to look to pay a heap of players. Like, I do think he'll pay Lou, he will pay Lou Dort, but Lou Dort and Shea will be the only players that are probably going to get paid, you know, close to the max or to the max. Shea's already has the max deal right now. So I just think that they can really kind of do what Philadelphia did, where Philadelphia were, were a couple of years ago, you know, five, six years ago, were terrible. They were really, really bad. They had Joel. Their best player was Joel, Jalil, and Ben Simmons. And, you know, at the time, they all really got injured. So it was really, he, you know, who was playing for him? Like, a lot of people forget Robert Covington was on that team. Jeremy Grant was on that team. TJ McConnell was on that team. You know, so now there's proven established NBA players. So there will be proven established NBA players on this OKC roster. I just think that they're just not good enough, and that's that's okay. But I actually really like what they're doing. I think that they play hard, they play tough, they play physical. And I think Shade has a... If they keep... Because people forget, like, at the start of the season, last season, they were around that 10th to 11th seed. And I don't think, and I don't think that they can sustain it, which is obvious they didn't sustain it. But if they keep doing this, I think Shea definitely has a chance to be an all star. Like I, I can't see him not, you know, having a chance at least because he's doing a good job. Like twenty two and a half points a game, five rebounds, four assists. You know, he's playing really, really good, and he's he is their go to guy. But you know what? Every defense is going to have targets towards him, but he's still getting his he's still getting his twenty two and a half a game. You know, he's still getting his five assists a game. You know, it's five rebounds, sorry, four assists a game. That's pretty good for him. You know, I think they're not a bad team. And his field goal, 42.9%, it's not too bad. It's honestly not too bad. Now, he probably can increase, you know, his three-point percentage, just like any other player in the NBA can. But I think he's doing a really, really good job there. And I just think, okay, see, if if you're an OKC fan... I think you guys got a really bright future ahead of you guys. I think you guys in five years will probably be the best team in the NBA, possibly. Like, you definitely can be. Like, look at 10 years ago. Golden State were, were terrible. Phoenix were terrible. Denver was terrible. Dallas just won the chip, but after that, they kind of slid. LA was kind of in no man's land. Utah was in a bit of a rebuild. And they're the top six teams in the NBA West right now. And then you look at it, Washington, they were pretty decent. Brooklyn were kind of in the rebuild. Chicago was good. I'll give them that. But they had, they had just gone through another rebuild, guys. Cleveland were just coming off LeBron, so they were in a massive rebuild. Miami were pretty decent, but they did have that big free. And, and Miami kind of did like the rebuild, the like the the non the nonsensical way. Like they kind of just, you know, just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and then they got that big free agent in Jimmy Butler and it kind of catapulted them. And Philly were kind of, you know, just starting this rebuild bullshit here. So, you know, if you're an OKC fan, I did go a little bit, you know, longer than what I anticipated. I think they're doing a good job. So if you're an OKC fan, I'm actually really happy. I'm really happy with what they're doing. Now I'm going to move on now to a couple other couple other little ideas and thoughts I had in my head that are right on my on my notes. Zion Williamson, when will he actually ask for a trade? Now I don't I think this is going to be a hot take for you guys and a lot of people might say no, nah, no way he's not going to do it. I don't think he's going to re- sign the big max extension that New Orleans offer him. And the reason I don't think that is because you look at Zion Williamson, I think 29 other NBA teams would want Zion Williamson. 
on their roster today, tomorrow, where whatever they could, right? So he can go and get the max anywhere he wants, right? So I think if I was him, I don't care. I'll take a little bit less money now to be in a place I want to be, and then in the back end, I'll, I'll earn that money. I'll earn that money with my play. You know, he goes to a team that gets, you know, I'm not saying that Willie Green's a bad coach. I actually like what he's doing. But I just don't like the front office of New Orleans. And I think David Griffin, he's on the hot seat. It is a matter of months, days. I don't know how long it is until he gets fired. But he, if I'm Zion, unless I don't see change, unless I don't see change I like, I'm, I'm a Christian at trade. I don't want to be in New Orleans. And they had such a bright future. They had B.I., who was an all-star. Drew, who was an all-star. Lonzo himself. That's four players that you can. I think you can definitely build a team around. And I just don't know why they just... I just don't know how it didn't work for him. Now, yeah, I know Alvin Gentry, this and that. I don't think he was a bad coach. And Stan, he's just not in today's era of coaches right now. He was a very good coach, but he doesn't fit in today's era. I just think why they let Lonzo go doesn't doesn't help their case in keeping Zion. So I just think that he his days are numbered. If there's a team, apparently New York is you know in 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 contention for him, but people forget like Julius Randle was a four there, and he's their he's their go to guy. So I don't think they're just going to ship Julius Randle off for Zion. I wouldn't at this case because at least I know Julius Randle is always healthy. You know, for the meantime, yeah, I know he had his broken leg in his rookie season, but at least he stays healthy. And with Zion, he doesn't stay healthy. So that's my point. So I think Zion's going to get. I think Zion's going to request a trade or not sign that extension, or he'll sign that extension and then wait a year or two and then say, "Yeah, pull the trigger, get me out of here. I want to be here." So that way he retains that max deal, you know, possibly. But that's just my opinion on Zion. Number one, I do want to talk about, and it's kind of in the same. Well, Dame and the Blazers, it, it it's not going to work there. You know, the, the Portland Trailblazers are not going to win a championship with Damian Lillard, and that's not Damian Lillard's fault, but they cannot attract free agent talent. And I don't care what you say. Who wants to go play in Portland? Honestly, they don't get anyone. The, the, the last play they got of Sir Neil was Carmelo Anthony. They got him really cheap when no one wanted him. I just don't think anyone wants to go there. And I'm not saying Portland's a bad place or it's a, a, a not a well-run club because it has been very consistent for the past... Yes, they've been a team that's consistently been in the playoffs for a long, long time, but they're not going to win. So if I'm Portland, David Lynn's given you all to that club. He's given you all. He's done everything he can do. Trade him to somewhere he wants to go, but trade him somewhere where he can possibly win a championship. Now, I don't care. If you're Philadelphia, if I'm Philadelphia and he becomes available, I'm calling up. I'm calling up. Yeah, we'll give you Ben Simmons. We'll give you Tyrese Maxey. We'll give you a first rounder for him. Like, and that's going to work perfectly for him, but it will work good for you guys in Portland if you're a Portland fan because you get a young guy in Ben Simmons who's proven he wants to work. Yeah, I know it's not California. and Yeah, I get he probably wouldn't want to be there, but at least he's got a fresh start and a club will be like, you know what, we're trading for you. We want you. And I just think he's got to get out there. Other teams he could possibly go to, I'm not sure. Maybe New York Knicks could be a possibility. I think that definitely could be. You know, just based on what they're looking, they're only paying Kemba $8 million a year. So, you know, you can put Kemba Walker in, in maybe RJ Barrett or a Kemba Walker, Obi Toppin, you know, in a first rounder. That type of ilk, I think that wouldn't be a bad trade. I still think you wouldn't be getting a lot of value for him. But I just think he's, he's done his all. And you're not going to win a championship in Portland. And, I, I and hey, look, Chauncey Bills could be the next best coach ever. I, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. But I just don't see it. I just don't see them being very good within the next couple of years. So I think trade him. Trade him while... Trade him while he, you got a bit of value. Because you look at his career, you know, right now, career low in, in points, career low in a lot of a lot of stat categories right now. So I reckon you just pull the trigger, pull the plug, you know, just shake your hand and say, look, we get you gave it all. I'll trade you to a place you want to go. Kind of like what OKC did with Russ. They said, look, 
we're going to go in a different direction. We don't want you to be, you know, here when you don't, when you want to win. Let's just call it quits. So that's my opinion on that. Also, like, I also really like this guy. He's playing in Cleveland right now. And Bill Simmons is high on him. So usually whatever he says, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, in tune with. But he said Evan Mobley. And he, he thinks Evan Mobley can possibly be the best player in the draft that just went by. Now, I'm not too sure about that. I don't know. I don't really watch. I haven't watched a lot of Evan Mobley, to be quite honest. But watching a couple of his games in Cleveland, I think he's going to be a really good player. And I think he's in a really good situation too because I think he, he is a big. He is a big. But I think he's definitely got wing qualities within him. And I definitely think his jump up is something that adds to his game. And he's already picked that up. And that's what I like about the new era right now, is you see, is that you get players that are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, coming into high school being a guard. You know, and that's that's the best thing about today's era. You know, you see Ben Simmons basically like that. He obviously said Evan Mobile said LeBron 6'8". And that's what's really good about basketball. Then you're not pigeonholing you're not pigeonholing players into certain positions. And I think Evan Mobley, I think he's got a lot of potential. And I think Cleveland, they kind of need to realize that he could be their go-to guy. Now that Callum Sexton's kind of injured, you know, Darius Garland's there too. I, I get that. But I think he could definitely be your go-to. And I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of getting the keys to the kingdom, you know, for example. And in Cleveland, you've got nothing to lose. Right now, you're the fourth seed and you're playing really, really well. And then you just, you just don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know why I like him so much, but I just think he's, he's just got a little bit of everything in his game right now. And that, as a rookie, it's hard to have a little bit of everything. It's hard to have a little bit of just polish on every certain thing. Usually, a rookie is really, really good at shooting or he's really good at defense or he's really good at, you know, floor vision or, you know, just picking up, dogging the ball, kind of like a Davian Mitchell right now. But he's kind of got a little bit of everything. So I'm really, really excited to see what he can do. You know, I am recording this podcast on the 14th of November. And, you know, he, he did start today, 35 minutes, 22 points, four rebounds, six assists, one steal, you know, seven from 15 from the field, 46%, two away from three. So he can improve on his shooting, but six free throw maids, you know, three turnovers, two fouls. So, you know, there's definitely room to improve, but he's a really, really nice player. You know, he led all Cavs in scoring. And they're winning the Cavs, which is, you know, pretty... Pretty shocking, to be quite honest, if you ask me. I didn't think the Cavs were going to be very good. In saying that, they did kind of start pretty hot last season. So maybe it kind of is just a bit of deja vu. But their team's actually not too bad. You know, honestly, I think Ricky Rubio is a really nice piece for them. I think having Ricky Rubio there, it does help, especially now that Colin Sexton's probably going to be out for the season. He's a big in. And I just think he he just calms, he calms the team down. I'm a big fan of Ricky Rubio because if you look at him in international ball, he looks like a god, right? He looks like a freak. But it sometimes doesn't translate to the NBA. But people got to realize the NBA is a different. It's a different sport. To I think to just Olympic basketball. Olympic basketball has much more sets. It's much more college. You know, like if you guys watch college or NBL, like it's a bit more. You know, running plays systems, and that's why you saw like a Damian Lillard, right? Damian Lillard struggled so bad in the Olympics just based on the fact that he can't really. When's he ever been a guy that runs a system or been not even the, hasn't been the first option in your system, right? Never has. That's why he looked at Draymond Green, went really, really well. Drew Holiday went really, really well. KD obviously was the first option, and he's going to go well. But he's just a player that can just fit in any system anywhere, in any genre, I mean, in any era of NBA, or, or basketball just in general. So I just think, like, that's why, you know, go back onto Ricky Rubio, that's why people don't realize how good he is, but he actually is a really, really good player. And I'm a big fan of what Ricky Rubio does for this club. I think it was one of the most underrated trades. Yeah, I think he's a bit overpaid. That's fair. But he, look, if someone's going to say to me, I'll pay you 20 mil a year for three years, mate, sign her on the, on the black dot. I'll, you know, one of my good mates, Zip, said, I'll play anywhere. I'll play anywhere you want me to play if you're going to give me 20 million a year. And you know what? Cleveland, you know, if they win, you know, it, any, any situation where you're winning is a good situation. So Cleveland right now, it's a good situation. And I just think that, you know, 
it's it's hard. I, I have gone on a tangent with Evan Mobley, but I think right now they're starting five Mobley, Garland, Jared Allen, Dean Wade, Isaac Okoro from today, from the 14th of November. Evan Mobley's got to be a go-to guy right there, I think. And then you probably have, you know, sorry, he, sorry, no, Evan Mobley starts 19 points, nine rebounds, one assist, two steals, three blocks, one from, eight from 13 from the field, sorry, one from two from three point. You know, he was a plus minus of 16. So I, I just read out Darius Garland's stats from previously. So he actually played better, you know, really than what I thought. So, yeah, I actually think Evan Mobley's going to be a really, really good player. Make him your first option. He must, might not be your first scoring option, but make your offense kind of, you know, dictate around him. And I think he'll be really, really good. And at the end of the day, what do you got to lose? You know, Colin Sexton's out. You know, you're a young team. You're not supposed to be as good as you are right now. Just keep going with that. So that's my opinion on Evan Mobley right now. I think he'll be an all-star within three to five years. Three to five years. And people forget... There's 24 All-Stars a year, right? So 24 out of, what, 500 players, you know, just off the top of my head because they do have, you know, two to three other players, 17-player rosters right now. So we'll go 17 times 30. You know, that's probably, that. It, that's 510, right? So 510 divided by, no, 24 times 100 divided by, times 100. Oh, fuck, no, 24. 24, 510. So there's a 4.7% chance of a player being an All-Star, right? So if he is an All-Star, he is in the top 4.7% of NBA players. So that's just my opinion on him. But I will move on. I do want to talk about... Oh, I, I do want to talk about Steph Curry. I wanted to talk about him, but I'll talk about Toronto just quickly, and I'll talk about Steph. I'll end with Steph. Toronto. Now, for me, I think Toronto are the Smokies right now in the Eastern Conference. And the way I look at it, now people are actually buying into the fact that the Miami Heat, and I did talk about this on the previous podcast. I thought they were going to be really, really nice. So you, you, got, you got your Brooklyn. You got your Miami. You got your... Who else was really, really good? You got your Brooklyn and Miami. No, that's it. That's it for me, sorry. that's Those are the best two teams right now. You know, Philly would have been with Ben Simmons. I don't care what anyone says in regular season, they're gone. But I think Toronto, the way I look at it within the within the Eastern Conference, I think Washington, they can't keep this up. I think Chicago, if you watched the game yesterday against Warriors, I think they've they got a lot of room to improve. It doesn't mean they're a bad team, but I think they've got a lot of room to improve. Cleveland, I don't think they can keep this up. Miami, I do. Philly, they're kind of slowly dropping to where I kind of thought they were going to be. New York, they are a destined first-round exit if they do make the playoffs. Charlotte's still young, got to improve a little bit. And then Toronto, I think they have a, they have a little bit of everything. They have youth. they got experience. they got a little bit of everything. So I think they'll be really, really good, in my opinion. So I definitely think they're going to be the Smokies guys. And I just have a look at them. Have a look at them on sports bet. Have a look at them on something just to make the playoffs. I think making the playoffs would be really, really nice. But I do want to go my last topic, guys. I, didn't, I want to keep this short. Steph Curry. Now, I think Steph Curry right now, if MVP was over, it'd be him. And But the reason why I said this in the preseason, he was going to be the MVP, the Warriors played the style of basketball they played back when he was the MVP. He's the main option. He gets every touch. I know Clay's not there, but now that improves his, his stats more. But to have a Jordan Poole who can kind of take a little bit less off him. And I think Kevin Looney right now, he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA because... He, can, he allows that team to play that Warriors basketball. So I will keep it short on him because I always talk about Golden State on this podcast. And I know I try to talk about different teams. But Golden State, for me, guys, if if they keep this up, they're going to win the comp. I think they're going to win the comp. And one of my good mates, Mossy, said, he said, he said this, that they'd win the comp. I wasn't too sure, but I think right now I'm a big believer in them winning the comp. I did say they're going to make the conference finals, and there's no doubt in my mind they will right now if anything ends. But Steph Curry, guys, put money on him to get the MVP. It's a dead set guarantee. But guys, that is today's episode. I do appreciate you guys listening to the episode. There's going to be a couple more coming out next week. 
All right, got a little bit more big stuff planned. Don't worry, guys. You guys will hear, see it all on the socials, guys. If you want to listen to our socials, make sure you listen to it right now, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.